You're listening to Pulse Radio. Everybody, this is Randall Barnes, host of Pulse Radio, in the building for a part two edition of Pulse Sports. Today, we talked so much that we had to put this in two parts, and we talked about basketball. So you know how, man, I talk about basketball so much and so for so long. So and so I had I, I, I got tired of speaking to the walls. I got tired of speaking to my imaginary friends and to into the into the people that care about my basketball opinion. Which would equate to I think well, on like two people, so you know I'm, we got to bring Ariel in to spice it up. So we got Ariel here to talk basketball with me. How you doing, Ariel? I am happy to be back, back here in part two. Who would have thought our comeback season would be a two-part season? So I'm excited, and to be talking about you with the NBA. I was listening to the intro, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm hyped. Like, you, know, you know, you know how how they be in um in in, in, in TV. They're like the the the, the two episode season premiere. <laughs> like, 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 and you'd be like, then I maybe speaking of stuff, and then you go straight. The, the two hour season premiere, like, like it's a, it'd be two hours, it'd be two episodes, like like the extended premiere, like that's how they be. But you know, um, with basketball, it honestly it, it got really hard talking about every game, um, and primarily it got hard because I'm not getting paid for it. Like you know that 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 was that was primarily the reason why it, it, it got hard. We, we when I, if I was getting paid like Stephen A. Smith, man, I wouldn't shut up. All right, Liz, I'd just be talking and talking and talking. But when you're when you're doing this out the love of the game and the craft, it just you know it, it, it doesn't hit the same, and it got tiring. Like it was one of those games, Ario. I literally I was gonna watch it up on the big screen. I laid down, I, and I went to sleep. Like it it, it was, and it wasn't because the game was boring. The Jazz Maverick series was really good, but I just it was after I did like four straight games just doing recaps. I went to sleep that next day. I woke up. It was the third quarter of the, of the Jazz Mavericks game. So I'm like, listen, I just can't do it. I just wait till Ariel comes back, and now you're back. So thank you for for coming back and relieving me of talking about basketball all by myself because it's hard to carry a show by yourself. Jesus, oh, you left me out to dry last uh, earlier this year. Oh man, uh, but, I would never. I was so happy to come back, Randall. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but 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 I've got better at at, at football, so I, I use that time to grow my love for football. Now we're back and I, I was able to contribute a little bit better. But I want to say this before we start, and this is probably the third time I'm, I'm going to say this on this edition. So we're, we recorded this before the Grizzlies and uh, the Timberwolves. So we're going to be giving takes based off of whoever made it. So we tried to give a contingency. We really don't know. And I personally think the Timberwolves can take it seven games, and I want them to. I really would love for them to take it seven games just for the sport of it. I want Ja to make it, and I want Ja to have his moment. But I said this would be the most entertaining series, and I want it to be. So we don't know who won that series. So if you listen to this later on, don't be like, oh, they don't know what's going on. We don't know. And I, and, and I, I, think, I think I said this in, in part two. If I did, I would, go, I, I, mean, I would go Calvin Ridley and bet on the game. 
I just wanted to say that again. Ariel was like, oh my gosh, I would. Yeah, taking shots. <laughs> oh, oh, a lot of shots. You know what I'm saying? You know, man, listen, like I'm taking a lot of shots because he he did the Falcons dirty a little bit. You know, so I'm not gonna lie to you. Dirty. They do us dirty with our coaches. They do us dirty with our wide receivers. They do us dirty wherever they can. You know what? Personally, to me, um, if we're doing little contingencies here, I don't want a game seven. I want to go ahead and get it done. But you know, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll 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 get to that. All right. But so this is our take on you know basketball and you know where we are now. And yeah, man, just just rock with us. And you know, we'll go on and do this, Aria. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, underscore, underscore, dot, modern day, Ari, or on Twitter, where you can put me in the hot seat at askriri, underscore, underscore. And of course, you already know Pulse Radio 100 on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, and on YouTube, just Pulse Radio. So this is our take on the playoffs today. Randall, I just need you to assess some teams. I need you to assess a little bit the series that happened. We know that the Nets, Hawks, the Bulls, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Pelicans are all gone. What do they need to do to get better? Give me a postseason assessment, especially with the sweat nets and the disappointing Georgia team, Hawk. Huh. I just need to know what happened. Let me tell you guys who's coming off a good year. Baseball, college, and here they go with the bad luck, so I have no hope for the Falcons anymore. But let, let me hear your thoughts, man. I, I always said something about, about baseball. I'll leave it alone because uh, I'm, I'm trying to expand my palate. <laughs> So, you know, it's been a very interesting playoffs, although the regular season was sort of trash. And every team dealt with some level of issue. I think the only team that that shied away from it, even with the injuries, was the Suns. But mm. I think it's because of the fact that they're so well coached. So when you go down the teams that, that are eliminated, and mind you, as we record this, we don't know what's going to happen with the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. If I did, I'd flex a bit, okay? Just going to let you know. Uh, listen, I'll be on my Calvin Ridley right now. All right? Just, just let you know. <laughs> you ain't have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was, that was cool. <laughs> I, I, I love Kings, man, if I knew what was going to happen. But, but listen, we don't know what's going to go on with the Timberwolves or with uh, the Grizzlies, we'll see what happens with that. But just starting with, with, with the Nets, um, I, I want to be more metered because our fellow HBCU alum from Winston-Salem State University, the OG Stephen A. Smith, has been going after Kyrie Irving. And yeah. I don't think that Kyrie's a bad guy. I think he, hey, it, it sounds bad. He's a little bit weird, but he does some great stuff. And I think he's a great player. And I think he's he is a player's player because I think politically, like you know, although he says some impressive things about LeBron, I think that the players like him, but working with him and building a team around his skill set is hard. And I think that the Nets need to reassess the super team experiment that they tried to build. For example, you had a whole bunch of super teams and the notion of a super team is we get three players or more, but three players and you put a bunch of minimum contracts around them, typically shooters. Like that's that's what you want to do. You get a Joe Harris. All Joe Harris is not a minimum contract, but you have Joe Harris. You have a Seth Curry. You have a bunch of shooters. You know, I think that that model is outdated. Like around the point of this year, I think that the Super Team died. But the Warriors were perfect because Kevin Durant joined already perfect system. If you look at the Miami Heat of you know the early 2010s, they weren't perfect because they had problems of who's going to get the ball, and also one of them dropped off. LeBron dropped off in that first finals. Chris Boss dropped off. Dwayne Wade and Chris Boss dropped off in 2014, and that let LeBron to sort of carry the team. 
I think the super team experiment is done. The Nets have to build a coherent team of shooters, of playmakers, of shot creators, of rebounders, and big men and big people and, and forwards that can switch that can make it better for them. The Nets got destroyed by the Southern. It's the only team that got swept. You can talk about Trey Young all you want to. You can talk about the Hawks all you want to. Guess what? My boy ain't get swept. <laughs> my, my boy didn't get swept. The custodians didn't see him. All right. He, he just got helped out the door. All right. The Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving got swept. And that's okay. It happens. All right. It happens at the best level. The media was hyping them up. Oh, should the Celtics be, be scared? They should be scared of this broom. All right. They should, be, they should be scared of the trash can and the dustpan that they got swept up in. Let me stop. I'm not Steve this <laughs> Let me stop. All right. But the thing about it is they got to build a team around them. Kyrie has to be like almost like how he was with LeBron. He's a complimentary piece to the star. The Cavaliers were built well because they had floor spacers, they had shot creators, they had your Aggie J.R. Smith. Like, that's what was so great about the Cavaliers. It was built around LeBron James. You cannot build around Kyrie. Build around Kevin Durant. Kyrie is who, who, who's, who the, the person that's built around Kevin Durant's skill set. And that's just what has to be done. You have to build a coherent team around the Nets. That's just Man, I don't mean to interrupt you because I love your rant and you're completely right. But when it came to that era on the Cavaliers, when you had LeBron James, we had Kevin Love and everybody, there wasn't any COVID. And I'm not saying that COVID is the main culprit as to why they lost. I mean, it kind of Kyrie just doesn't want to be compliant. He doesn't want to get the vaccine under his own reason. That's cool. A lot of that kind of situation, too, they actually could have probably played a better team if he would have played, probably been higher in the rankings if he played, but he didn't. And then you lose Harden, you lose a couple other players, you got a couple other injuries. So could we not say that really Kyrie is the villain? He's the why he's the reason why the super team didn't work. He's the reason why nothing worked. Because you didn't have all those different components and everything when he was playing with his other teams. Everybody loved him. And now you get to a society with opinions and with kind of constipulations, kind of like, well, is he not the problem? I mean, I think he still is um, because you, you looked at, you have to look at what happened with the Celtics. And now he had a really great team with the Celtics and they got beat by the Bucks when he came back. And that's when the Bucks played the Raptors and the Raptors were on to win the championship 2019 before COVID. Like Kyrie has had his own team and it hasn't worked for him. He's also an injury prone player. I think that if he got the vaccine or if COVID didn't happen, they probably would have been higher. But at the same time, they would have still had the same issues because the Celtics were able to key in on Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And let's say James Harden stayed. Is it still a super team? Because James Harden, I said this on, on, on Pulse Radio um, when I was doing the recaps, is that James Harden is not the same guy. James Harden is basically Chris Paul now. And I think that's fine. That's not a diss to him. It's fine. You leave your prime. It's fine. Like his hamstrings are shot. I think you saw the last James Harden going crazy on offense on the Nets. Yeah, he scored 41, you know, I think December the 27th after Christmas. But he's a playmaker now. The funny thing about it is that that's what they needed because they were playing too much iso ball. And that's the problem. If Kyrie's there, they still play iso ball. If Kevin Durant's there, they still play iso ball because you're trying to put the burden on two people. And that just can't work. You have to build a team. And one thing that, that the Cavaliers had, especially 2016, they had a team. And yeah, LeBron was carrying them a lot, especially you look at 2018 when, when LeBron took them to the finals. 
But my whole entire thing is that there was a team that was there around around LeBron and Kyrie, and Kevin Love was not the guy that we thought he was going to be. So it wasn't really like a super team to me. But I think that the name of the game now is having a team. The super team concept is dead. You have to have people that play their roles. That's just what they need to me. I just think that I think Kyrie's a great player. I think that he's been sort of overhyped by the media. He's been the main topic because of how his stance on, on vaccines and because Stephen A. Smith hates him. Uh, so he's been the main topic. However, I just believe that the Nets were overblown. They were a bad team from the jump. Keep James Harden. Go, go, on, go on and keep him. And put, put him against the Nets and you, it'll be 4-2. The Celtics will still win. I'll give the Nets two games. The Celtics will still win. Because Emil Doka also came from that system. If you looked at how they played Kevin Durant, that's someone that knows you. That's someone that saw you in practice and saw that you can't dribble with your left hand. Like they they saw that, hey, when 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 Kevin gets to his left hand, swipe that ball away. That's someone that knows you and was looking like, oh, when I get to another team, boy, it's over for you. Like that's someone that was scouting you. We look at scouting in football. You know, I, I don't 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 throw the ball to that that guy side of the field. You know, hey, double team Aaron Donald. The same thing with basketball. You see it more of the playoffs because now I have four to seven games to plan for you. And they were like, listen, we're going to cut off the head of the snake and then and then f- force the rest of them to go crazy. And that was the problem with, with, with the Nets. If you have a team, you have a team of shot creators, you have the people that like they traded, like Karis LeVert can create a shot. Spencer Dinwiddie was saving the day for the Mavericks. You got those players. Jared Allen can can block shots and, and guard big men, and he wouldn't have a problem boxing out and banging with with, with, with Robert Williams and Al Horford and, and Daniel Tice. It's a different series, but they wanted to, to to cheat and they wanted to have the easy way. That's why that's why they at home. You know what I'm saying? Like they can they can watch the playoffs the easy way. I'm telling you, YouTube TV. Okay, do you know? Off the snake, it seems like as soon as you cut off Trey Young's hands, it's over. What happened oh. to the hot? When, where where'd they go? I I had hope and, and hope with <laughs> So the Hawks need to find Trey Young a second star. That that's really all it was. Trey's 23. He's younger than us. Like he's younger than us. Like, he's 23. And people in this society of hot takes. We're so quick to degrade players. And I know what I said about, about Kyrie. I, I got some shots in. But still, like I understand he's really good. And Kevin Durant's really good. And they need a team around them. I think that the Hawks were too dependent on one person. I think he needs a second star. Uh, imagine Trey Young and Kevin Durant. Imagine that. That's a championship team to me. You put Kevin Durant on this Hawks team, that's a championship team. Because I think the Hawks have the team but not someone where when the defense keys on Trey, they can, you can now pass it to someone else, and now they're going crazy. Because when you look at, for example, you look at the Clippers, and I talked about this when I was doing the recaps. When you look at the Clippers versus the Timberwolves, they trapped and they went after Carl Anthony Towns, and he had one of the worst games of his career. And they said it was some off-court stuff, but I can only look at what's on the court. He had one of the worst games of his career. And if I tell you that the team leader, the, the star player, and you have an emerging star in Anthony Edwards, but Carl Anthony Towns was struggling, they lose, right? The Clippers are playing, playing you know, the, the Grizzlies. No, because he had a team. 
He had D'Angelo Russell that was putting up buckets. He had Anthony Edwards from Georgia that was making it happen. He was rolling to the basket. No one could stop him. And they were so stuck on trying to stop Cat that they couldn't stop D'Angelo and they couldn't stop Anthony Edwards because that's a team. Trey needs that. John, I want John Collins to stay because I think John Collins is going to be sort of uh, the Draymond Green, the emotional center and the leader of the team. But I like that. You have to figure out a way to maybe get a Donovan Mitchell. Zach Levine's coming up in free agency, but I doubt he's leaving the Bulls. You have to find somebody, a guard or a forward that can play make, that can, that you can let Trey, like LeBron used to do this back when he came back to Cleveland. Kyrie would cook, and LeBron just goes over and just sort of watches. And LeBron was sort of just resting. And then, you know, he'll do what he need to do. he runs run to the basket or get a, or get whatever. That's what Trey need. Put somebody on the perimeter with him or get a forward that can slash, that can cut, a Brandon Ingram. Like, get someone like that. It's a different ball game. Because now, guess what? The Heat cannot trap and switch on Trey like that. Because you, you give me Donovan Mitchell, you give me Brandon Ingram, and you trap and switch on Trey, guess what? It's a mismatch on my other guy. So I'm going to go crazy on you. And that was the thing. And also the Hawks were missing shots. I think that what happened with the Hawks is COVID ruined them. Injuries ruined them. They were able to make it out of the play and exit the playoffs. I think that's a good season. And we talked about the same thing with the Falcons. So we had that conversation about this. We said that, hey, the Falcons didn't make the playoffs, but they were close. Let's say they make the playoffs next year. Was that a failure? To me, that's good. If the Hawks went to the, the conference finals, they went to the conference finals last year, and they didn't make the playoffs, now I'm looking like, man, what went wrong? Because even with the injuries and COVID, we still had a team, and we had multiple winning streaks, but they still made it. And I just hate the discourse around Trey. I hate the discourse around the Hawks in general. The Heat were always supposed to win. They were the better team, but I saw points in time where this could have went six. If Trey was able to get off, they could have went six or seven. But I think that the Hawks are ahead of schedule, but but, but, but we're trying to treat them like, hey, it's, it's, it's their time. They're ahead of schedule. And wait till Trey puts some weight on, and wait till Trey learns the game. Oh, my God. Wait till he learns the game and learns how to get out of a trap. Wait till he learns that, hey, I don't got to dribble the air out the ball. I can, I can do this and that. My team knows, knows when to cut when, when, when I move my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be dangerous. So Hawks are, are going to be fine, and they have a great general manager in Travis Slink and a great ownership. So they're going to make some things happen, but I, I, I hate to call for a black man's job, but Nate got to go, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I hate to call for a black man's job, though, but Nate, if, if he don't change stuff up, we got to have a talk with him, okay? He, 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 we got to go. Not a talk. Now we got to Hey, sir, I just need you to clock out. I just need you to sit down for a second. We, we just got to. Yeah. We got to. Let me, let me say this real quick because I'm not afraid to say this because hopefully one day this will be a success story so when I worked at iHeart and, and I just now saw this like a year later so when yeah. I worked at iHeart I was not doing all that great in sales there was just so much going on, COVID was happening so I got called in the day that I quit I got called in and they they my, my boss said hey listen you have to be doing what you need to do so we're going to put you on an improvement plan and if you don't improve, you know, he, the plow's going to get fired. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm leaving. I have another opportunity. And, you know, we talked things through. It was all good. I, I, I left, right? I think that that's what Nate McMillan needs. Hey, c- come on in real quick, Nate. Listen, so it, it, last year was great. This year wasn't all that great. So we're going to put you on an improvement plan, okay? So within the next 
six months to a year, things don't improve, you're going to get fired. Okay, you know, we'll give you your severance package. You know, we're, we're going to give you a nice social media post. Thank you, Coach Nate McMillan. But you, but, but you're going to be in an unemployment line with Lloyd Pierce. You're going to be an assistant coach somewhere. Okay, <laughs> like, like. I tell you, man, them social posts would be like your hardware. Those, those really, really get to me. Like, you know, you do not want to honor this man. You know, you fired him. You, you don't want to talk about this man no more. <laughs> It is not even like that. What team did disappoint me, though, who I kind of had wish it was a good series, had higher hopes, but I knew what was going on, were the Bulls. I was actually very disappointed when it came to Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, everybody's second favorite white boy, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan. It was, um, that was actually a disappointing season. That was a disappointing series in general. And I can understand why, but what do you think was the problem, Randall, as to why this just wasn't going to work? I think the problem of why it didn't work was injuries, and that's it. Lonzo was injured. I think that Pat, you had Patrick Williams that was coming back, and he hadn't played since, I think, almost the preseason because he got injured early. He he wasn't supposed to come back. and But I, I applaud him and John Collins for, for try, trying their best to make it happen. Luca had a similar situation. Donovan had a similar situation. Um, where they were injured, but they were like, man, I got to come back to help my team. But I just think that they weren't ready. Um, DeMar DeRozan turned up. Zach sort of dropped off, but also he, he didn't play the last game because he had COVID. So I think that just injuries, I think that inconsistency on the roster, that's what hurt them. When I looked at that roster to start the year, and I think I told you about it, like that team was nasty, man. You got Lonzo, yeah. that's, that's that pure point that now can stretch the floor. You got Zach Levine that can slash, and then he's a lob threat for Lonzo. You got Namata Rosen that can get his own shot and hit those mid-range. Then you have Vucevic that can stretch the floor, and then Patrick Williams is a defensive guy. You got Caruso coming off the bench, Derek Jones Jr., A.O. You got, man, you got all them guys coming off the bench. Man, they they were supposed to really be told. Kobe White was really good, but I just think that the problem was injuries. Running back. Running back, making tweaks to the roster. You know, y'all played together. Y'all gelled together. Running back. Run it back. And and I think that maybe, and I'm just putting this out there, Alex Caruso is really good. He's really good. He's not a meme anymore, okay? He's, <laughs> he's really good. Do you maybe trade, trade Lonzo to get some pieces? Mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm just putting it out there. Because, see, in, in, in the NFL, you, you, got, you get another quarterback, Baker Mayfield mad. Like, wait a minute. What am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no, oh, I'm going to put Deshaun Watson on a bench and let Baker cook. No, that's not how it works in, in, in NFL. In NBA, you can have two point guards. And I said this same thing with, 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 the, with the Cavaliers, who, I, who ironically went on, went on this list, but at the end, they weren't playing. But the Cavaliers, you have Colin Sexton that was injured and Darius Garland ascended. So now what? Because Colin Sexton was your top pick, but Darius Garland was a top pick too, and now he's starting to figure it out. So does Colin Sexton sit on the bench just for the betterment of the team? Or do you trade him? Alice Caruso looks like a starter. He's always been starter quality, but he affects the game so well on defense. And that's why they didn't get swept. Because game two was the, was the Caruso game. And game one, he had some good plays too. But game two was the Caruso game. So I think some questions need, need to be asked this offseason. But more than anything, what's Zach Levine going to do? I think he comes back. But what's that contract looking like? Because his contract's up. So what's that contract looking like? Because a lot of teams, such as the Hawks, would love Zach Levine's services. 
They they will love. And I, I don't know if Hawks have, have have the space for it unless they dump Capella or you know some other contract. Especially since they signed Trey, they signed Herder, they signed um uh, they, they signed Collins. So I don't know if they have room for Zach Levine. But a lot of teams would love Zach Levine, man. So they they got to figure it out. But I, I'm pretty sure that that Zach comes back. But I just say running back because injuries and COVID got him. I agree. The injuries, man, I feel like that's what really completely ruined them. But we're going to go ahead and, you know, we're going to kind of speed it up a little bit. The Jazz, the Raptors, the Pelicans, what are you thinking? What do they need to do? And I'm going to ask you this uh, this little stirring question that I have. But what are these last three teams? What happened to them? And what do they need to do if they want to be successful for next year? Listen, I, and, and I, I wish that I could have added the, the explosion sound effect. But the Jazzy to blow it up. Blow it up. <laughs> Get a bulldozer and just knock it down. Somebody got to go. Quinn Snyder got to get fired. He gone. Unemployment line. He gone. All right. Rudy Gobert got to go somewhere. Don't send him to the Hawks. We won't need him. But he got to go somewhere. All right. Donovan Mitchell got to request a trade. Donovan Mitchell is wasting his talents in Salt Lake City. He needs to take his talents to South Beach. He needs to go to the Heat. The Heat will be the best team in the NBA. That, the Heat need Donovan Mitchell. The Hawks need Donovan Mitchell. The Cavaliers need Donovan Mitchell. It's a lot of teams. That they had a Don, they're a Donovan Mitchell away from winning a championship. It's a lot of teams that would that would better utilize Donovan Mitchell's services. He's run his course on the Jazz. The Jazz, like, like, they come to the end of the road, and they can't let go. Okay, I'm telling you, man. Listen, like, like it's time to go. This is the different world scene. What they, what they say, end of the road. It is the series is over. That's it. They come to the end of the road. It's, it's impossible. All right, for them to win. It's time to go. It's time to go. They were gonna lose to the Mavericks, but bro, you had it. It should have went seven. Because first, I would give them this. Bogdanovich just missed that shot. They had a, they had a shot to win. That was a beautiful play by, by Quinn Snyder. The pass wasn't perfect, but Bogdanovich got wide open. If he makes that, we're having a different conversation. They're not even on this list. We're talking about game seven, Luka versus Donovan game seven. But mm-hmm. the fact that y'all didn't win against the role players is a problem. And now, don't call me a hypocrite because I'm saying, wait, we need the role players. You said he needs to be a team. But the Mavericks are an example of where the NBA is now. The Mavericks are the perfect example because you had a fully formed team of all-stars. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley is the guy. You had a, a deep bench. Like I said that the Heat and the Jazz were two of the deepest teams. But who they lose to? They lose. They lost to a playmaker in Spencer Dinwiddie that started knocking down his three-point shots. They lost to a pure point that said, you know what, Luka's not here, so let me score, go and score 41. They lost to a team of stretching bigs, and they said, Rudy Gobert, go sit down. You ain't good enough for us. Go sit down on the bench and watch us shoot three-pointers. Watch us set a three-point record because you can't go out three-point. You can't go out three-point line. You're too slow. He's too slow for COVID. He's too slow for three-pointers. Like, that, like that is what's going on. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking spicy today. I am. Like, like listen. <laughs> like, listen. He, like, he, he, like, he is, he, like, he got to go. Like, he, he is, he is part of the most overrated players. Like, I understand his defense is great, but they overrate him, and it's because of social media, and it's because of the media. Like, y'all got to let him go, bro. The game has changed. The game has changed. Y'all got to choose. Y'all got to choose Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. Man, listen, that man got stung by bees yesterday. Trade him. Trade him. Like, that man got stung by bees before the game. Like, I don't know what's going on with this man. Trade him. Trade. Y'all, you got to blow it up. It's time to go. Blow it up.
What about the Raptors? What do you think? <laughs> you, you, you like me. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to Raptors. So the Raptors, uh, I think that they're the team of the future. Uh, the Clippers and, and the Raptors are built so well for where the NBA is going. A bunch of forwards. They ran a bunch of all forward lineups against uh, the, the 76ers. And the thing is that the length of those forwards and, and the fact that and the switchability of those forward lineups, they gave the 76ers some fits, especially in game four. Like you saw them really fighting for their lives to make sure they didn't get swept. Game four, they were going crazy. So I think, and Charles Barkley said something that I'm like, man, Charles Barkley got to hang it up, man. I love Charles Barkley, but this man don't be watching the game, man. I, I, I actually watched these Raptors games. I had league pass. I, I I watched almost all of these teams except the Magic. <laughs> I didn't watch the Magic, but like, but almost all these teams, I, I watched them. And man, they are a scorer away. I promise you, from from being almost the 2019 Raptors. I think Kyle Lowry should have stayed, honestly. Like, they have a really good team. And Nick Nurse is a great coach because they, they're effort guys. You put like a, like I said, they're Donovan Mitchell away. You find a way to get Donovan Mitchell, they might be top three, honestly. You you get someone that can just go get a bucket, put them right next to Flair Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam, they're scary. Hold, like, just, just hold Pat, man. Hold Pat, you're good. Ask some scoring and playmaking, man. Dangerous. It's, it's getting real dangerous out here. It's getting real oppy outside, like Drake. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Listen, our last team, Pelicans, they have had a real iffy season, up and down with their players, up and down with situations on the court. But you believe maybe there's something to hold on to. What do you think about these Pelicans? So let me say this first and foremost. So, I hate copyrights. I hate them so much. I'll tell you the reason why I say that. Because on on you know the notes in REOCs, it says, hold on, a change is coming. I was I would love to play that song right now, even instrumental. But I already know whenever we put it on YouTube or some of these other platforms, they're gonna flag this, so I can't do it. But mm-hmm. hold on, a change is coming. Because they play so well against the Suns. Well, I love the Suns, you know, Chris Paul, my guy. And 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 also HBCU guy too, so we love Chris Paul. They are so, man, Willie Green is a great coach. Willie Green, he's so tactical. Because what you saw, you saw the same thing Emi Udoka did. Because they were like, hey, man, listen, Kevin Durant can't dribble with his left hand. So when he goes to his left hand, take it from him. They were doing the same thing with Chris Paul. And actually, Tim Legler, I think, pointed it out. Chris Paul had a finger injury. So he had tape on his fingers, I think, in games four and game five. So what they did was, I think Willie Green said, listen, he can't dribble with that hand. Force him to his left hand. And Chris Paul was getting so many turnovers, and he was just rendered useless. I think it was game four. Because game six, he was sensational. He, he, he didn't miss a shot. He was 14 for 14. But they were saying, yo, his left hand. Go get that left hand. You get Zion, and Zion gets back to Duke Zion, and you got CJ, who I was saying the Hawks should have went and got. You, get C, you got CJ, and you keep Brandon Ingram. You got Herbert Jones. You got GTA, who who really showed me a lot. That's tough. They gonna they gonna be scared. They should not have been in, in like a what a, a nine seed. They should not have been no nine seed. They really should should have been at the very least seven eight. Like they really should have been that. They, they like at first I was like they they're the team that that beat out the Lakers. I don't think that anymore. Cause and I'm gonna tell you the game that I really saw. Like you know what? Nah, these folks these these boys dope. They played the Spurs, and that was the game before they played the Lakers that Sunday, and basically 
knocked the Lakers out playoff contention. And um, they had a great, almost one of the games of the year, and the Spurs won. And I'm like, I see something special from this Pelicans team. With under CJ's leadership and then Willie Green being a great coach, man, hold on, a change is coming, man. Listen, like, like, listen, when don't let Zion come back and keep having generational numbers. If, if they do, this might be like 2K, because 2K, 2K loves the Pelicans. If you like if you play franchise mode, they're gonna win one time, even without without CJ. They like if, like I'm telling you, Zion Williamson in NBA 2K is like Michael Jordan. You cannot beat them. Especially you sim you simulate. They might they might make 2K real. I'm telling you, man, because they scary. So hold on, Pelicans. The change is coming. If Zion comes back and he buys in, they scare. I, I don't know what to say, man. They scary. Listen, I love what you have, but you know, I gotta ask my quick questions. We usually see these players kind of chasing each other. One is always with the credit, the other one is kind of like, eh, he's just a copy. What I mean by a copy, we're talking about brothers. You got the ball burger, you got Lamar ball, you got Alonzo ball. Then you got the two Curries, you got Seth, and you got Steven Stephan. You know, I so said whoever he is, boy making grand. Who you talking you- talk about Seth Curry? Yeah, man. <laughs> he said Steven and Stephen. <laughs> like in this situation, because you know, the Nets in his situation wasn't great. And then you got LaMelo trying to chase Lonzo right now, but kind of being the better player. If you were to choose who would have been better in these playoffs? As far as like the brothers? Mm-hmm. Uh, out the brothers? Oh, Steph and LaMelo. Easy. Really? It, it, like, like, like as far as like if the Hornets made the playoffs, yeah. Like I they because they played the Hawks, they weren't gonna make it. But like, man, Lamelo is is. I don't want to jump the gun, but Lamelo is on a superstar trajectory, and I almost said Hall of Fame. I, I don't know about that yet, but Lamelo is really good. And and um, Lavar said something very profound, and I was like, why would you why would you say that about your sons? But he said, listen, Lamelo is the best out of all three of them. I'm like. Why would you say that about your sons, man? But I see why he says that. Because I think they know. I think they know that that LaMelo liked that. Them passes, he... Man, if he starts to really get a super reliable jump shot and he learns how to really just create his own shot and then balance it with creating his shot, a shot for others, man, he's scary. Like, he's on a superstar trajectory. Lonzo was always going to be Jason Kidd level. But see, a Jason Kidd, even though this kid's a Hall of Famer, I think that the skill set that Jason Kidd provided and the fact that he wasn't a huge scorer, like he he would have got looked over in this generation. So I think Lonzo being just a, a great jump shooter, I think that Lonzo being a good playmaker, he's going to be a good starter on a contending team like the Bulls. But LaMelo different. LaMelo's that player you draft, he he changes the culture. And I think Michael Jordan made a Michael Jordan and his crew made a really good pick. And Mitch Kupchuk down there with the Hornets. He's going to change the fortune of the Hornets. And they're going to, and I hate that they went out like that. They're going to make the playoffs, man, really soon. And it's going to be scary. I think next year they make it. They need they need a couple players. Russell Westbrook, not that player they need. They need somebody else. But, man, LaMelo for sure. And Steph's in the playoffs. Like, Seth is a role player. He's a role player. And that's okay. That man's making money. That man's making money doing what he does. He's a role player. Steph Curry is the man. And then here's the thing. You know what's so funny, Ariel? Like, Steph Curry's a better role player than, than Steph. He's coming off the bench. He was injured. <laughs> like, do you realize he's better at being a role player than, than his brother? Like, Steph Curry. Like, 
I don't I don't think there's any good situation. You got your younger brother being better than your older brother, and then nobody hits when you're the older one is always the best. Nobody likes that. But hey, those, those that's what he chose. This is Randall's take. I'm gonna throw him underneath the bus like how he'd be throwing me. Oh. This is his this is his pick, everybody. And you know what? I'm I'm not disagreeing on that. I you know, it's true. Hate hate it for them, not disagreeing. We're gonna kind of move on to our last segment, which I love when we do these. I love it when we do these because it, you know, it it shows our competitiveness. It shows kind of what we're thinking. People get in our heads a little bit. We're in the second round series, quick pick Celtics or the Bucks. What you got, Randall? I got I got time to music. I got time to music. But I want you to pick two. <laughs> I want you to pick two. All right, so oh. so Celtics and Bucks. I think the Celtics win over the Bucks in six. Just off the strength of the fact that I believe that they're going to cook up a scheme to stop Giannis, and Chris Middleton isn't there, so this is going to be this is going to look very reminiscent of like I think LeBron versus those Celtics teams in the late 2000s. I know Giannis can just bowl to the basket, but I believe that just the Celtics just have more weapons, and Giannis doesn't have his main weapon and his main man in Chris. That means that alongside Giannis, someone got to step up. I don't think Drew does. I think that Drew is going to be focused on playing defense on probably Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, and that's great because that's his role. But they don't have nobody else that's going to step up. I don't trust Bobby, I don't trust Bobby Portis to do it. I don't trust Grayson Allen to do it. I don't trust Connaughton to do it. So it's going to be basically Giannis, Drew, and some role players. And I think because of that and that defense, the Celtics are going to give Giannis. That's easy. Celtics is six. I'm going to respect. You going to disagree? But I am. <laughs> you know, antagonist art. Um, I'm gonna say Bucks in seven, just because they don't have all their players. But the Bucks are the team that you look at, and they show that example. They're a step up team. When it's time to win, when it's time to go get it, they're gonna get it done. So it's gonna be a tight series. But I definitely say Bucks in seven. Okay, I I, I respect it. I, I definitely respect it. And you know, I think it's interesting because I would love to see um, Giannis versus Embiid in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the one we should have gotten um, last year, but Hawks ruined that. And that's the one we should have gotten in 2019, but the Raptors ruined that with that Game 7 bounce. I saw that live. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I'll drop my mouth up. I'm like, oh my gosh. How did he make that? Like, what the world? And then Joel Embiid started crying, but I feel him. I'm not going to go after that man for crying because black men got to show their emotions sometimes. Now, that's a high-pressure situation. I, mean, I, would, I, would, I probably would have cried too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have cried too, man. Like, like, yo, how did he make that? And then, then you gotta realize that they saw, like, like it, it was almost like it's almost like they were watching the game on TV, like in, in the bar or whatever, because Kawhi shot it and it bounced so much that Joel and B was right beside him watching it. Is it about to go in? That was the funniest part. But I'm like, that was a moment. But okay, so the Heat and the 76ers. I really want it for the 76ers, and they disrespect Doc so much, who's a culture builder. Doc is not a bad coach. I think he needs to make more adjustments when he sees what's, what's going on in the game. He's very stubborn, like Nate McMillan, but he's a great culture builder. I think Nate is, is a motivator. Doc's a culture builder, and you see him produce winning cultures. He's a successful coach. But if Joel Embiid is injured with that ligament tear in his finger, the Heat are going to mollywop them. Like, that, like Bam, Bam out of bio going to give Joel Embiid fits if Joel Embiid can't really score. Now, he looked good. Like, Joel looked good last night when they played the Raptors. He put up some points. I think he had 33 points. But if his finger continues to give him an issue and they start really going after him and really beating him up, I'm, I'm telling the Heat going gonna, to gonna roll through them. And Joel's going to hate it because Jimmy Butler should have stayed with the 76ers, but Ben Simmons. 
we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about it, man. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about it. I do completely agree with you. I think the Heat is going to run over these 76ers. Hopefully not. I mean, you you always want to go. I would per se say they're the underdog, but I I would love I would love to see them in the next couple games. But he over 76ers. I'm with you. But also another thing too, real quick, James Harden. Like I said, James Harden is basically Chris Paul. He, he he's a point guard now. But he had 22 points last night. He put up double-digit assist. How is James Harden going to react if they do that same scheme of, hey, we're going to cut off the head of the snake and go after Joel Embiid the same way the Celtics did with KD and what the Heat did with Trey Young? What if the Heat do that exact same thing to Joel Embiid? Now you need scoring from somewhere else. So James Harden, what say you? Because do I trust Tobias? I don't really trust him. Do I trust Therese Maxey? He's young. I don't, I don't fully trust him. But James Harden, you're battle-tested. So at the very least, I don't need 50. I just need 20 and 15. I need I need 20 and 15, and you good, man. Because like, I'm not going to be like, like, like these other prognosticators. 20 and 15, you good by me, man. Make, make it a six-game series. But, it's, but the Heat, the heat cakewalking. They, it's going to be Heat Celtics in the East Conference Finals. <laughs> this be, I just want to be honest. Heat, heat Celtics. It's not, it's not that year, all right? Okay, so let's talk about the Western Conference. So we have, I'm, I'm going to skip the Warriors game. We'll go to that last. But the uh-huh. Suns and <laughs> the Suns and the Mavericks, so the Mavericks advanced, the Suns advanced, so they play real soon. So I believe that the Suns are going to beat the Mavericks in five because Luka is going to be ball dominant, and they're going to force Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie to have the same type of series that they did against the Jazz. And I think the Suns cut that off. I think the Suns cut that off. I think Mikael Bridges is, is, is going to give Lucas some fits. I don't think he shuts down Luka. Luka's too great. But I believe that they're going to force someone else to step up. And if Devin Booker goes crazy, it's going to be a wrap. And I'm so excited. Devin Booker versus Luka. You just don't understand. I'm so ready for that scoring battle. I need one game where Luka goes for like 40 and then Devin Booker goes for like 50. I, I need that game. I need an all-time classic. That's what I need. But the Suns are determined, and if Chris Paul gives you that game six production like how we did, it's Suns in five. It's exciting to see them back, see the Suns back, because last year was just that that hurt. Like that meme is forever embedded <laughs> in my head. So I I will give the Mavericks maybe one, one or two games just because of the dominant players that they have on their side. But I think the Suns are out for revenge. And they're gonna try to end this as quickly as possible. And it's in their favor to do this as quickly as possible. You don't want to prolong the series yeah. because that's when the Mavericks are going to start catching up to you. So if they can be done in five, I'm not going to give them a sweep. That will never happen with the Mavericks. But, yeah. well, matchup in particular. But Suns done in five, has to be done in five. Anything longer than that, it's not looking too good. But the only thing is that I, I don't want, I don't want a sweep to happen and then, and then we say it's not going to happen. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think this might be Luka's LeBron year where LeBron got swept by the Spurs. You never know. I think that it's going to be just, I think Monty's a better coach, and he's going to game plan for Luka. And it's going to be easy because there's no other star, but he does have a better team. And I think the Mavericks showed me something, so that's why I give him five. But we'll see, and we'll see what, what Luka got under his, uh, like, like up under his sleeve. We'll see what happens. But, okay, so let's talk about this game, all right? So I'm going to turn down the music, so we got to explain this, all right? So <laughs> when you do predictions, you, you want to wait until, until the field is available we're recording this, you know, before to, before tonight, because tonight, Friday night, the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves play. We do not know what's going to happen, but the Grizzlies are up 3-2. 
the Timberwolves could very well win and make this a seven-game series, which is, I think, what we all want. We wanted seven games. And I said from Jump Street, I said that this is going to be the most interesting series, and I was right. Okay, they were like, oh, the Nets and the Southern Soldiers. Got them boys out, swept them. They gone, all right? So now you got Ja versus Anthony Edwards. Come on, man. So I want this to go seven and make it. It's winner takes all. You don't know who's going to win. I want an all-time great game that someone puts up on YouTube, then the NBA takes it down. Like, that's what I want. Because that's what they're going to do. They, they, like, they, that's what they're going to do. I'm telling you, they're just going to take it down. So I got to download it before they play take it down. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving all my secrets. Um, but, like, that's really what I want. Like, five years from now, it's not going to be on the NBA app. And they put it up, take it down, download it. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, you know... You have to give a contingency just in case because you don't know. This isn't like, oh, the Timberwolves are going to go home. You never know. So this yeah. is my contingency. So I want to go off either scenario. So let's start with the first scenario. And the most likely scenario is the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves tonight. So they play the Warriors in round two. And remember last year, the Grizzlies knocked out the Warriors and they didn't have uh, Clay Thompson. So I believe that the Warriors are going to beat the Grizzlies in seven. And Draymond Green is going to be saying, listen, they, they knocked us out, right? They knocked us out. We got Clay back. Now we got our squad back now. They're not going to get us now. And then the, 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 the Grizzlies be talking, man. They be talking. And Draymond Green going to talk back. Because Dre said on his podcast, he said, because um, he was out one of those games, and John was, was barking. It was barking at, 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 at Steph. And Clay, because Clay had came back, it was like around January. And, they, and Bane was talking, all the boys was talking. Dre said, well, that wouldn't happen if I was there. Like, <laughs> that's all he said. So it's like, I, I think that if the Grizzlies make it, Dre going to be in the locker room saying, we cannot let them boys show us up. Like, turn up. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So the, it's going to be a series. And it's going to be a great one. But I think the Warriors win it outright, and they make, they make it to the Western Conference Finals. So for the Grizzlies, what do you think? Listen. You got the whole team back together on the Warriors side. Like it's it's like a it's like a really nice reunion that's happening. That's that that's that coming back 2016, 2017. Maybe you want to go back to some other favorites, like that dominating a dominating team. I personally I don't want to count the Grizzlies out if they do take it tonight. I don't think they would get to seven. Mm. I I don't think John Morant from the Grizzlies. He has a powerful team, but I'm not a team that's going to make it to game seven. I hate to say it. I really do. And I, you know, listen, I'm not I'm not the basketball person. As as we know, I did not no, you, cover. Well, you're doing a really great job. No, you're breaking it down. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, I say Warriors, maybe in six. Okay. I, I can respect that. I, I, I can really respect that. I can respect that. Warriors, like I, I'm not going like because Warriors in five, that's dumb. I would, I could never see that. And I, I the Grizzlies are going to put up a fight. They're not going down like that. The beef that's in between them is not happening. Six though, you gave it your all. You tried. You know, at least you could say you tried. That's that's all. That's all I can give you. Seven is really pushing. Is really if, if they make it to seven, that's a miracle. Period. And if they beat them in seven, that's going to be wild. I but I don't see that. I see it in six. If it makes it to seven, they're the they're definitely not willing. But if they did, I'm whoa. If if the Grizzlies beat the Warriors in seven, the the NBA media would be so insufferable. And I, I'm telling you, 
that would be when you know they're playing on Christmas. Like, because that's where you know they're going to have so many games. They're going to have more games than the Lakers. If, if they beat the Warriors in seven, oh, my God. The NBA media would be so insufferable. Jaw would become the face of the NBA. I'm telling you, man, they, they, they're so reactionary. It's going to be a game where they change the rules. We got to talk about that on our next podcast. Because, you know, the NFL changed the rules, too, when it comes to overtime and all that good stuff. I hope they don't. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But nah. I, but I can respect it for sure. I, but I do think the Warriors make it through, and we get the the Suns the Suns versus Warriors matchup we want for the for the finals. But I don't want to disrespect the Timberwolves because those boys are showing me something, and they they at times can act less than, they at times can act mentally inept, if you will. They like, like you know sometimes that like I don't want to call them stupid. How, how some I- of these see, some of these prognosticators and analysts call them stupid. I don't think they're stupid. I think that 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 they can be naive sometimes. You know, okay. like, like 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 they they they're the types that like will put their hands over the stove and touch it and be like ah, and it's like no, don't do that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, like I, I think that they're at that level. Like I I, I don't like 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 I don't th- I don't think I don't think they failed a final exam. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll, they'll pass with like with like a seventy. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I feel like that's where they are. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know, so I don't think they're they're, they're struck. They're just mentally up sometimes. They have their moments. They have their lapses sometimes. So let's say they <laughs> let's say they beat <laughs> let's say. What's <laughs> worse? Like I don't know. If we should have just called them, or we should have given them all of these really nice words to say you're dumb. <laughs> Oh, but go ahead. Like they, they make some very confounding decisions. You know what I mean? Like they're just gonna say that. All right. Let's say they beat the Grizzlies and and and, and they play smart. Okay. Let, let's just let's say that. All right. I think that the Warriors are gonna cakewalk them. They gonna sweep them. Like some like like my, my homeboy from Fort Valley. He was saying, "Yo, Hawk." Like like he said, the Hawks gonna gonna get beat down by the Heat. Heat in three. I'm like, man, that's so disrespectful. But Warriors in three if the Timberwolves make it. Warriors in two. It, man, man, Warriors in one. Man, it's going to be the, the division around the NFL playoffs. Warriors in one. All right, listen. It's it's over in one game. Like the the Timberwolves, because Patrick Beverly going to get suspended. And, and and Draymond Green and Patrick Beverly end up fighting. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's going to take Pat Bev out. And then, like, Draymond Green going to take, he going to lock up, like, Car Anthony Towns. And then that leaves you with now Clay going to show I can still play defense. He he gonna try to lock up Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell is, is 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 the factor. So if you play if you play that that lineup where you have Steph, you have Jordan Poole, you have Clay, you have Wiggins, and you have uh, Draymond. So now I want to see because you have Wiggins that can defend, you have Clay that can defend, and Poole's Poole is all right. Steph has gotten better, but now if I can lock y'all down in man defense, I might play zone, but I can lock y'all down in man defense and then go down and score. It's not even a series, so it's gonna be a sweep. I, 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 I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna drive to Brooklyn or fly to Brooklyn, whichever one works. I'm gonna go get the brooms, all right, from Kevin Durant's house, and I'm gonna take the broom and I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it over to Golden State, and they're gonna sweep them boys. Yeah, that's the thing. If they make it, dramatic, <laughs> dramatic, dramatic, and. You know, you know, you might as well just, you know, fly the brooms out. Fly the brooms out. That's that's fly the brooms out to that house and just go ahead and let it happen. Now, I do not disagree with you. I don't because this is not one of those teams where they're facing the Warriors and the Warriors can blow a lead. 
This, this is not one of those teams where you think they're going to win a game against the Warriors. They're not. And I'm sorry, Timberwolves. I don't mean to disrespect you like that. But I, I feel like this is going to be sweet. You know what? I will buy it on personal behalf as an un, unselected staff, as somebody that's not being paid to do this. I will personally come and make you a custom. I will customize it. Timberwolves LeBron. on the bro- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Put the colors on the straw-like things that are at the bottom, little plastic things, so they can just sweep them off in their colors. Just sweep them off in the field. Just sweep, just do it. I don't... But you know what's so crazy? What I realized, and I I think I I now understand this about athletes. So, you had... Carl Anthony Towns had, like, the worst game, probably of his career. I don't know if it was his career, because I've not tracked it that long, but probably one of the worst games he's ever had in his career in that playing game. And they won. And they were just celebrating. And I don't knock them celebrating. But, you know, Carnathan Towns dates Jordan Woods. You know, so so you, you saw him go up to Jordan Woods and gave a big old hug and a kiss. I think if they get swept, Carnathan Towns wouldn't care. Because in his mind, he'd be like, well, I go home to Jordan. You know what I'm saying? I get, I get a longer vacation. Like, I go home to Jordan. And don't, I won anyway. Like, it don't, it don't matter to him. He's like, man, listen, I'm rich. I have Jordan Woods. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point... Listen, like, honestly, really, shout out to his moms, for real. No disrespect. Like, she, that was his heart. And we know that was a rough time. But that's what brought them, honestly, together was his moms dying. You know, Jordan Woods had just lost her father. Mm. That's why they together. So, dang, not your mom doing stuff in her works. She she even mean that. Looking looking out from heaven. No, no, his his mom's looking out from from, from heaven. And God bless her. And I got to say this about Anthony Downs. All love to him because he's the anti-Kyrie Irving. Because you saw them commercials during the year. He, he, he was going crazy for the vaccine. But the thing about it is, say what you want, COVID affected his family. So yeah. that man better be promoting vaccine. He better not be like, oh, the vaccines don't work. He better promote vaccines. That affected his, his, his family. You know, And I, I didn't see a lot of discourse around him doing that. I didn't see a lot of discourse. However, I think that that is the reason why we look at the vaccine and say, take it. Because we see how it affected people, so shout out to him. And but but I, I just thought that, that, that was amazing because because it's cause, cause it's like I, I really feel like he won't care. I really feel like man, I, don't, I guess what whatever. <laughs> like what, what 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 else more can I actually? <laughs> I, I mean, I, this I'm like hey, but you know, like I just think that the Timberwolves. You see a lot. The Grizzlies are ahead of the schedule. The Timberwolves are ahead of schedule. Um, the Hawks are ahead of schedule. I think the Pelicans are super ahead of schedule. And I want to say this before we go, because as we were recording this, remember, we were talking about, you know, the offseason assessment for these teams. And I said with the Pelicans, hold on, a change is coming. So let me read to you what just came to me from 2.23 p.m. as we're recording this podcast. Zion Williamson says he will, of course, sign an extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'm going to read a little bit of it. Um, Speaking to the media for the first time since September, Zion said, um, was he asked if he signed the extension? He's eligible this summer. The team offered one. He says, of course. I couldn't sign it fast enough. All right? So I want to ask you this. <laughs> if, if, if the Pelicans didn't make it out to play in, do you think he'd be rushing to sign that extension? Or do you think now he sees, oh, my team good. Let me, let me go on the sign and come back. What do you think? I think he- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to say something that I think about. <laughs> mm. Let's not play devil's advocate. We, 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 we call them fake. We call them fake. Like you fake, you fake Zion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you want to sign it now? 
think he's loyal to I think he's loyal to an extent. I think he would have done it anyway. I don't know. That's a little iffy, but you know, hey, it don't even matter anymore. They on the come up now. Staying another year, staying a little section. They they I might have to agree with you. They might a change might be coming. Change you to happen in his way and in his skills, but change is definitely coming. I didn't give you that instruction for nothing. True. I mean, I mean, if if if, if Zion comes back, like I think that man. It's going to be scary. And it's just like, it, but a lot of people are sleeping on him. And, you know, it's, it's so crazy. I wonder why everyone shares that, 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 that same highlight tape of Zion at Duke. Because, like, if Zion goes back to that, it's scary hours. But I think that the problem when it comes to Zion is the hype train around him. That's the problem. I think, I think hype makes us distort the view of these athletes. And I think that that is um, the problem. So I think that he comes back, it, 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 really, it really gets crazy, you know? But I, 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 all I'm going to say is, is hold on, a change is coming, all right? And see, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, I don't care about these copyrights. I'm going to play it. I, I'm going to play this in the middle. I'm going to play this in the middle. Hold on, a change is coming Pelicans, all right, listen, hold on. Trust God, all right? Trust the God gonna hear Zion, all right? Tell them folks to take the food away from him, man. Cause listen, I'm not gonna call him fat. I'm not, I'm not calling, I'm not, I, we're not gonna body shame. But sometimes when you, when, you go, when you go to New Orleans, when you go to Louisiana, that food be good, man. And sometimes you just need help from him, all right? So listen, we're gonna take it away from him. He gonna be fine. I, I, I'm rooting for Zion. I'm rude for him. What? What is that? What is that? Come on down. Get away from the food. This is the altar call. Just oh. come on down. <laughs> open your arms to you and the weight room to you, man. We, we, we open up the doors of the church, the weight room, all that. We open the doors to the facility. You trying to sign that, sign that extension, you better go out there and get in that gym and stop dunking. Start shooting three-pointers, all right? Like he over there doing the windmill dunks. It's a dunk contest. I need you to get in there and start shooting and start doing defensive drills. So you can start playing like the modern day NBA. Hold on, you can make it, hold on. Everything will be all right, I'm looking at the lyrics. Oh man, it's crazy. <laughs> like, listen, so that is it for us. So Ariel, I'm gonna turn it down. Where, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at underscore underscore dot modern day Ari or on Twitter at SRiRi. Stay in the hot seat, come at me. Yo. Hey, so you can, follow, you, you can follow Pulse Radio 100 at Pulse Radio 100 on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube at, at Pulse Radio. But guess what? You ain't hear this far on YouTube. I play the song. <laughs> you ain't you ain't gonna hear this on YouTube. <laughs> you hear this on YouTube? They taking this video down. <laughs> hey, we're out of here. Hold on, a change is coming. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> You're listening to Pulse Radio.